Welcome to Finding the More Ministries. In our Moving Forward series, we will share how Jesus has helped us move forward through challenging circumstances. Have you ever asked, how do I make progress and move forward in the midst of grief, the loss of a job, having an empty nest, or just not feeling close to the Lord? Moving Forward will encourage you to press on by using the Word of God as your source of strength. Listen in as our team explores these topics and much more each month as we move forward together. Hi, I'm Latasha and I'm here with Pam, my sister in Christ, um, also work together on mm -hmm. Finding the More Ministry, um, and you're our treasure at Finding the More Ministry. And today we're going to take a deeper look um, at our moving forward topic that we had earlier this month on uh, infertility, a desire of a mom's heart. Mm -hmm. um, and that was our um, topic earlier that Amanda and I kind of spoke with. And, you know, I know today your story's a little bit similar, but a lot different. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and we're really just going to share with listeners mm -hmm. about how you kind of moved forward with God through that. Um, but I think before we get started, let's share a little bit about yourself with our listeners so they can okay. kind of know who Pam is a little more. Okay. Hi. Um, as she said, I'm, I do work with Finding the More Ministries, and um, that was definitely a moving forward moment, <laughs> uh, and, and really enjoy that. But um, to discuss what we're, to go into what we're discussing today, um, I can think back when I was a child, around six or seven, and praying to the Lord to leave a baby on my doorstep. <laughs> and, and that sounds so funny, but the Lord brought that back to my remembrance mm -hmm. when I started going through this. And it was like, this is something that's been with me a long, a long time. time, a long yeah. time. So that, I think, sort of started my journey mm -hmm. that the one thing I always knew, you know, in high school, kids are talking about, you know, what do you want to do in your life? And it was like, for me, it was always I wanted to be a mom. Be a mom. I wanted to be married, not at, no, not have children out of wedlock. I wanted to be married, and I wanted to be a mom. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be a mom. So that desire was there very early very on early. in life. Very early. Okay. So before we kind of get into your story, um, share with us a little bit about your walk with Christ. Okay. Kind of what that looked like um, that brought you to today. Okay. Uh, I remember first going to church with neighbors and they took me to church. I remember going to Sunday school and it was a Pentecostal church. So I got uh, exposed to Christ in a very lively manner. He was very real. But I remember going to church with them, going to vacation Bible school in the neighborhood with the neighborhood kids. But going to this church, I can remember probably, I would say anywhere from seven to nine, accepting Christ mm -hmm. as my savior. And I knew what that meant. I felt that pull from him and accepted him. So I went to church with them. We moved. So uh, before we moved, Mom and I started going to a Baptist church. And we were in church Sunday morning, Sunday night, Tuesday night visitation in the, in the community, Wednesday night, 
So we were very, very involved right. in church. Um, and then, as sometimes happens, the church fell apart. And it probably fell apart when I was probably approaching 13, 14, mm -hmm. maybe even 15. And mom looked for other churches and I don't know if she just got disheartened because we didn't find, she didn't find, the um, what she was looking for, what she had before. Right. She wasn't finding that family mm -hmm. in the church. So we didn't find another church and we stopped going. And that was a time that I probably needed God needed most. Absolutely. I needed him most. Because as you go through those teenage years and you start driving and you're you're exposed to so much more. Mm -hmm. And life takes you in places that you don't need to be. Right. But you end that end up there. So I was away from him. I did go to church. Dad went to church and we would go to him on like holidays. Mm -hmm. So I did have that exposure. I never denied him. I never said that he doesn't exist. He was my God. Right. I just sort of put him on a shelf and said, I'll, I'll call you when I I'll need be back. you. You know, I'll be, right. I'll be back. I'll, I'll call you when I need you. And unfortunately, yeah. a lot of us do that. And uh, this happened for about 18 years. Okay. I was out of the church. Yeah. And it's, it's hard when you, you have that foundation and you, and you go away and you think about, like, how do I get back? How do you get back? You know, oh, I, you, sometimes you don't even think about right. getting back. Right. You know, you're just living life and, and you know he's there, mm -hmm. but you know you're not going to church and right. doing what he wants. You don't have that really relationship. You don't have that relationship. Yeah. But, but life goes on and time passes fast. Yes. And I think that's kind of where your story starts. Up. Right. You know, so mm -hmm. um, now's the hard part of the story. Right. You know, and um, I want to say thank you for being willing to, to share your story because I know it is going to touch and bless others. Mm -hmm. um, and, and God has a purpose he does. For, for that story. And so, thank you for letting me share it because it's been something so close to me mm -hmm. that sharing it is really... Uh, freeing because yeah. I can share it he can use it and I'm Absolutely. not alone in this story so I think your your first mark is just the, the trying to get pregnant right so tell us a little bit about what that journey looked right. like for you well infertility doesn't really start until you've tried to conceive for a year mm -hmm. so the doctor will let you be for a year and if and if it doesn't happen then you go through all these tests uh, we went through the test. Um, I, ha I did have a medical issue when I was 18. So I had exploratory surgery then. I had an issue of blood for a year. Mm. And we could not figure out what was going on. So the decision was made to do exploratory surgery. And I can remember being very concerned about that exploratory surgery because not knowing what it was, my biggest fear was a hysterectomy. Mm -hmm. So we had the surgery. Uh, I remember waking up in recovery and the only thing that I wanted to know, are my babies okay? Right. They said, yes, your babies are okay. I was out. So I recovered from that. Everything was good, but it left me with a right fallopian tube that's totally blocked. Mm -hmm. But even going through the infertility test, 
going to a specialist and I mean a world-renowned specialist he looked at all my paperwork and everything and said there's no reason there's no reason at all why right. you shouldn't be pregnant um, just keep doing what you're doing <laughs> and uh, that's all I can tell you unless you want to do in vitro right and in vitro was very expensive and we I, I wasn't I didn't felt moved toward right. that so uh, I should have been able to get pregnant at least every other month right. with my fallopian tube. So. Okay. so you had the excitement of a positive test. Finally. Right. After four years of, of waiting. trying, waiting. Uh, took the test and note that I took many tests prior to that. Uh, but it was positive. We were so excited. Uh, Mom and I we went shopping and I wanted a maternity dress you know it was like oh my goodness and it was just I had waited for this so, so long, long that it was so exciting to go and to purchase something and we bought the dress and Easter was that Sunday so I wore the dress to church on that Easter and it was it was an exciting time and then unfortunately you know, I think that excitement led to um, the start of a, of a miscarriage. It did. You know, so, so quickly your excitement and kind of came came down and kind of what did that look like for, for you? It was, I started spotting, which is not uncommon mm -hmm. in a pregnancy. And I called the doctor and, and I was told that, but unfortunately for me, it continued on and I didn't miscarry. Mm-hmm and that rocked me mm -hmm. <laughs> to my knees. Right after so long of wanting it, like you said, from such a early age as a child and then waiting for so right. long to get pregnant and okay, it happened and you know now it's, it's taken from you. Right, and two, it was a matter of, I thought my problem was getting pregnant. Mm -hmm. Miscarriage never entered my mind. So you felt when you had that positive, okay, we've this overcame the hurdle. Exactly. Yeah. This is going to happen. I'm going to be that mom. Yep. And so that the miscarriage was devastating. It was devastating. And not only is it devastating, but you have to keep going back to the doctor. And mm -hmm. I will say that it was a blessing because I did miscarry early. I know other women mm -hmm. do carry their babies further, some even to term and things go wrong. So I did see it as his mercy after <laughs> many, right, that's many, the road, you know, many paths later, I found that it was his mercy yeah. that it did that. But when you have a miscarriage that early, you have to go back to the doctor and you have to take blood tests. Mm -hmm. And you, they're checking your HCG level. And I not only had to go once, but I had to go back maybe two or three times mm -hmm. until it went back to zero and yeah. that just determined whether or not they would need to do further procedures right. to make sure everything was taken care yeah. of in the body so that was that was hard because unfortunately when you go to your uh, gynecologist your obstetrician you're in a room with other women who were pregnant right. some women have had children so you've got babies with them going in for their follow-up visits it's a very very happy place but for some it's a right it's a torture chamber 
to, have to know to that back they have what you want wanted and now no longer have. Right. Yeah. And it's not going to happen. Yeah. So. And I think you shared with me, you know, after that first miscarriage, you had a feeling of guilt. Oh, yes. I, I was away from God for 18 years. So it was like, okay, God, this is my punishment. Right. This is my punishment. You know, I didn't serve you, so you're getting my attention. Right. And this is, this is my, what I have to pay it with, mm -hmm. you know. But at the same time, it was, it was my way back to him. Right. It was that that you but, knew you needed something from him to help with this. Yeah. Well, he's the creator of life. Right. He, he gives us these children. Mm -hmm. That's a gift from him. And I, I had to go back to him because the doctors couldn't give it to me. Right. Uh, it wasn't happening naturally for me. So I had to get on my knees. I had to go back to him. But in this, um, at work, a, a wonderful godly lady, uh, Miss Yvonne Woods, she, we talked about Jesus. She, she loved Jesus. And she started a Bible study mm. at work on our lunch hour one day a week. We would go, and this church was awesome. They opened up their church and let us go in, and we'd go grab our lunch and meet there and, and praise and worship, and that was just an awesome uh, introduction back into God. Yeah. Not only the mentorship, but getting it back into the Word and praying and going on. And I, I started you know, watching Christian TV, started reading my Bible, and... Uh, and got serious with God, mm -hmm. got on my knees. So I like to see my first miscarriage as I found grace. Right. And looking back, you know, it's always easier to look back and you can see that kind of he saw you by placing that, that lady in your life. Mm -hmm. He knew that you were gonna need, need her. Need her and those type of things. So I think right. it's always good to, to look back and be like, Okay, God, you did see me yeah. at that moment. Even though yeah. I may he not provided. have felt like it in that moment. Right. But I can see he that now, me. looking back on mm -hmm. that. So. Yeah. And then I think you had a, a second positive. I did. A couple years later, right? Three years. Three years later. Three years later. I'm 35, so I'm high risk. So when I go in, they do take blood mm -hmm. since I had the miscarriage the first time. So I'm thinking, I'm doing, and, and, and two, by this time, I'm back in church. Mm -hmm. So I'm following him, I'm serving him, and I'm thinking, okay, God, I, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do now. Right. So when I see this positive test, it's like, this is it. Right. We're good. We're good. <laughs> We're good. We're good. And um, so I take the blood test and, and go home, and, and I'm excited. And everyone's excited for me, and you know I can't wait because I just got to share this with everybody. Mm -hmm. And uh, spotting starts again, so it's like, okay, here we go. And uh, I miss Carrie, and uh, I get the call from the doctor's office the next day that my count's low, mm -hmm. which means that it's most likely not viable. And to be honest, I was very angry because 
you're a day late. Yeah. This has already happened. Yeah. You know? So I'm floored. I'm floored. But I had faith. Mm. I knew that I had miscarried, but I knew that God was faithful. I knew he was a big God. Amen. I knew that somehow, some way, if I believed, this would be okay. And I have a friend who was pregnant at one time with twins, and she lost one of them. But she was still pregnant with, with, with the, other. the other one. And I thought, this could, this could be happening, you know? So, needless to say, it was a very, very, very hard time. It was a very hard time, not only for me, but it was a hard time for my family, mm -hmm. my friends, my coworkers, my employer. They were very, very concerned about my mental state. Right. I'm sure there were some that was ready for me to go see, uh, seek medical help, but they let me be, which was good, because this was something I had to go through. But yeah. it was hard. Kind of you and God had to kind of work through that. Yeah. 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 He, he was the one kind of to pull you along yeah. with that. Well, the Bible teaches you, you know, you have to have faith. Mm -hmm. You have to walk out in your faith. Yeah. And that's what I was doing. I was having that faith. I was believing. And, um, but, but Jesus saw me. Yeah, and I think he he had another he had another situation where he sent you somebody he sent else. Sent me someone else. You know, my uncle. They uh, lived in another state, and they were going to Florida. His wife's sister was dealing with brain cancer, and they were going to see her probably. And it was for the last time. And my uncle was dealing with dementia from cirrhosis of the liver, and he had become very. Uh, they were in church, and they said that. When they had the altar call, he would pull people down to the altar and bless him. Mm -hmm. He probably, too, didn't uh, always remember that he had already been there. Right. So they were, he was very spiritual at that time, is where I'm leading to. So when, when, they, when they got to Florida, they told me later that uh, they had had a prayer fest, really my uncle and her sister. And mm -hmm. I'm thinking, you know, why wouldn't you when you're getting ready? Uh, to pass on to right. the next uh, stage of your life, I would be talking <laughs> to the Lord. Yeah. And I'm sure he's talking to them in preparation. So they call and they're like, we're, we're coming back home, but it's a long trip from uh, state to state. We'd like to stop and see the family. And I'm like, sure, we'd welcome you to come here. And so they get to the house and there's other people there waiting to see them and my uncle comes through the door and he looks at me he doesn't say anything to me but your daughter's in heaven mm -hmm. wow right. <laughs> I'm like oh my goodness he didn't know that I had suffered a miscarriage right. uh, didn't know that I was having this strong faith that everybody thought I was crazy and had lost my mind. But he was the one God sent. Right. Again, he sent somebody else to, to I see me. you. I see, I see you. you in this. It's okay. Yeah. Keep having her. that faith. I've got her. Yeah. You know, you can move on. 
But needless to say, you know, what my mind knew, my heart wasn't ready to accept. Right. It takes a while for that heart, heart to, to let catch go. And let to go. let go. But it, it did. And I did let go of it. And, and we moved forward. But that, that was a very, very hard time. But mm -hmm. I like to think with my second miscarriage, I look at that as that's where I learned about faith. Right. Whether it works mm -hmm. out the way you plan it to or it doesn't. Well, and I think that comes into your, your last miscarriage of, right. you know, when you were pregnant and mm -hmm. heard a message from a preacher. Oh, yes. That was shocking because I thought at first it was going to be really good. <laughs> and Sometimes uh, you're like, this didn't go how I, I wanted that right. message to go. But I think, mm -hmm. I think God was preparing He you. He did prepare so me. share with us what that message was and how that spoke to your heart. Okay. Three years later, I take the test, um, got the positive test. I start spotting again, but we, I hadn't miscarried at this point. Went to church on Wednesday night. They had a satellite church, and they were having revival. So we just pick up, and we go to the satellite church for this revival. And the church is packed, and we go in. The preacher's already preaching, and we sit there, and he's talking about when you really are looking to God for something, and you pray about it, and it doesn't happen. Will you love him? Will you trust him? Mm. Mm. Well, again, you know, right there, that's, that's powerful. And it's like, God, you're speaking to me. You know, what, what's going to unfold here? What's coming from this? What's coming from this? And he says, okay, so you pray about it again. You ask him again. It doesn't happen. Will you love him? Will you trust him? Mm. Like, who? You can just imagine. Right. Well, I got, like, yeah. right now I got chills. You can imagine what I'm feeling sitting in this pew listening to this. And he says, and there's a third time that you, that you pray about it. And you ask for it. And I'm all excited. You're like, yes. Thinking, yes. You know, third time's a charm. That's what we've always heard. <laughs> Not biblical, but that's what we've always heard. And I'm like, amen. And he, uh, it doesn't happen. Will you love him? Will you trust him? Ooh. I, I can't imagine your heart at that moment I mean knowing it's like my heart's in my toes right it's like I think I left it on the pew when I left there that yeah. night and I, like I said I'm spotting so I I took that that the Lord was preparing preparing me. you for what was coming for what was coming yeah and it happened yeah so um like I do love you I will trust you. Mm -hmm. So we go back through the blood test and I go back to the doctor and they check and there's no heartbeat. And it was very interesting because God sent me another person. Right. I walk out and you can imagine 
I'm in tears. Knowing that it's going to happen and experiencing it. You knew what was coming. Yeah, you knew what You've was coming. You've been through this. I'd, I'd been through yeah. that. But, but when the door shuts and you know it's not going to happen, mm -hmm. I walk out. I'm in tears. And this woman's at the end of the hall waiting to see a doctor. And she comes walking toward me. And at that time, I had a necklace with a cross on it. And she said, are you a believer? I said, yes, ma'am, I am. She said, can I pray with mm -hmm. you? And I said, yes, ma'am, you can. And she prayed with me. And that was God putting his arms around, and right. me, around me and, and loved me through that. And it was like, okay. He saw you. He saw me. And I think it's important, you know, when God prompts us like that. Mm -hmm. Like she was a blessing to you. Exactly. That day, you know, and had she not followed that and left, you may not have had that feeling of like, right. okay, God, I see you. You've got me. Right. Um, and I don't even know this woman's name. I didn't right. even ask it that day. That was not important. No. What was important was that God needed to minister to me. Yeah. And he did. Right. And he finds ways to do that. And he does. And I, like you said, I think it's so important when we uh, experience that, mm -hmm. that we understand how important it is that when we're prompted, that we do it. Right. Because someone needs you. Right. He's using you. He's using you. To show other people. To yeah. touch somebody else. Yeah. Well, I know a, a number that you, you shared with me, and it, you know, it, it really stood out when I read your story. And it was... Mm -hmm. 264 months right. of disappointment. Right. Because it's not a one-time thing. It's month after month. It's month. So 264 months. Right. When you go through infertility, especially when the doctor tells you that there's nothing that's preventing you from getting pregnant, mm -hmm. every month you're expecting. You know, and the Bible teaches us to be expecting. Yep. So I never gave up hope. But there was 264 months, there were 22 years right. there that I went through this. And it takes a toll. How, did you, a how did you deal with that disappointment month over month over month? Well, prayerfully. Right. There were uh, many, 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 many nights. My husband worked third shift, so I think that's where my night time with the Lord <laughs> really started. But there were there were many times that I just laid, I was on my knees and 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 just cried. Right. I mean, there were no words. Right. There were no words. He gave me scriptures. He uh, he was always with me. Mm -hmm. Always with me. So. And you said he kind of collects your tears. Yes. The Bible tells me he so holds my tears. He's got a lot of tears for you. He's got some vessels. <laughs> quite a few vessels. He may have a room full of my tears. Right. Just like I'm sure with other people they have those as well. But I, I, I'm thinking that may be something he shows me. Mm -hmm. That they weren't wasted. That he right. has them. Let me, let me pull back the curtain. Yeah. And show you the Let me show you. Piece. These are the tears yeah. I held for you. But... He's also got other things for me in heaven that he's going to show me. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm good with that. <laughs> so I know you talked about the people that they've, you know, that God sent to you. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and when we kind of, you shared your story with me, there, there were other people mm -hmm. placed in your life and you felt that 
they helped you through this journey. Mm -hmm. Who are some of those people? Well, some of those people are definitely my husband, mm -hmm. uh, my sister uh, had a situation. Mother's Day, you can imagine, is not a day, not a holiday that's dear to me. I have a very hard time with Mother's Day. And one Sunday, uh, a lady was singing in the church and it, the song was all about the gift that child brought to her life. Mm. It hit me so terribly hard. I had to leave. And this was probably in the last three years. Mm -hmm. And so I got up and I left and, and my sister came to me. And we sat in, in the room next door during the whole service, I missed it. And we just talked and she comforted me. Mm -hmm. And uh, my sister's always been there. My, there's not a Mother's Day that has passed that she hasn't acknowledged it right. with a card. Yeah. And she tells me, you are a mom. Your children are in heaven. Yeah, absolutely. So, And it's hard, you know, speaking from where I sit, you know, that's one of the things that I never really thought about right. um, until I lost my mom, mm -hmm. you know, but then I think about those people that, that don't have that, right. you know, the, the children, you know, and I think, mm -hmm. you know, Amanda shared that kind of in her story too. Like that's such a hard, hard. day because people will say, well, you know, Pam, when are you going to have kids? Right. And like, it takes ever fiber in you to be like, yeah. you, so I think that's a piece that's kind of came out of this moving forward is a little bringing some awareness oh, of that and, and, you know, thinking about those things that, right. that people may be suffering with kind of silently. Mm -hmm. Well, I answer that, you know, the Lord didn't bless me with children, but, uh, but I'm good. Mm -hmm. And I think he's kind of helped you move, you know, through that, you know, I think you shared, you had a couple opportunities for adoption mm -hmm. and, and that didn't work out and God mm -hmm. kind of gave you peace with that. He did. And, and I'd like to talk about that because a lot of people say, you know, why didn't you adopt? And, and we, we were open to adoption. Mm -hmm. We didn't go out and seek adoption because I was trusting that he was going to give right. me a child. I, I didn't feel a, a strong need to go mm -hmm. through adoption but he did bring up uh, bring two opportunities to us one was with um, a cousin of mine um, they contacted us and said you know she's going to give this baby up for adoption would you be interested And it you know you have to stop and think I mean a lot of people would say yes you you should even have hesitated but I couldn't go through an adoption and they change their mind and they take this child away right. from me. You knew what that felt like. Right? Oh, yes. I knew that feeling. And, and I, I don't know if I could have made it through that after yeah. actually holding, holding one in a my baby hands. Yeah. Right? So, uh, and two, with it being a family, you don't want the messiness right. of it. Uh, I mean, the last thing you would want is for someone to say, I gave birth to you and I'm really your mama. Mm -hmm. that, that's hard too. So there were some things really to consider with that. But by the time we got back and said, we don't care, we're willing to do whatever and adopt the child and give it a home, uh, another family member had stepped up and they wanted the little girl. She mm -hmm. was a little girl. And uh, I'm like, I understand. And they said, Pam, you know, she, she can't have children either. 
and later I found out that she had to have a hysterectomy. Mm -hmm. So her opportunity to have her own child had ended. Right. And I thought, makes sense. God worked that out the way it needed to work out. Yep. I'm fine with that. I'm so happy that that woman got that child. And then there was another opportunity and the baby had Down syndrome. And we were like, we don't care. If the baby mm -hmm. needs a home, we're gonna take the baby in. Yep. And um, come to find out there was a member in the family that already had a child that had Down syndrome. Mm. And they thought, wouldn't this be beautiful to adopt this child and raise it with a child that's like them? Right. And I thought, God, you're awesome. Mm -hmm. Because he knew where that baby needed to be. Right. He knew how that puzzle needed to there fit together. There was a plan. So that made sense to me, and it's like, God, I trust you. Mm -hmm. So so I think through this, you know, you've had kind of a array of emotions, mm -hmm. you know, from feeling guilty, um, just angry. Did you ever kind of pour those emotions out to God about oh, being yes. angry and how that made you feel? Oh, yes. Yeah, we, we had several discussions. And I would say to him on more than one occasion, you can change this. Mm -hmm. You can you can make all this go away and you I could have a different outcome because you are the giver of life. Mm -hmm. But he's the taker of life too. Right. Um, but I don't think that he was punishing me now or right. doing anything wrong. But uh I will say that, you know, I mentioned the 22 years and I reached menopause. And that was, that was kind of hard mm -hmm. because, I mean, it almost shut a door on having children, but at the same time, you get the sense of relief. Yeah. There's no more of that monthly There's no hope. more monthly expectation, yep. monthly disappointment. So you go on from there and and it was like, okay, we can do this. But I do remember after uh, my second miscarriage, I had a good friend of mine, Miss Deanna, and she was walking in faith with me. You know, even if she couldn't believe everything that I could believe, mm -hmm. she, could, she could be there with me. And I told her, we were in the car one day, and I told her, I said, you know, uh, Abraham and Sarah had to wait 25 years for a child. Right. They were past childbearing age. Mm -hmm. And he gave him a child, right? I said, if that's his plan for me, I'm a willing vessel. I know you ladies out there think I'm crazy <laughs> and not at this age would you ever even imagine. But if it's his plan for me, he'll get me through it. Absolutely. And I think I would have the joy today that I would have had back then. So. Well, and I think, you know, by you sharing your story, you know, it's always, people always share a story and a happy ending. Mm -hmm. You didn't get the happy I ending, didn't get the but, happy ending. you know, you're sitting here still saying God is good, God is faithful, and there's a purpose a to it He all. has a plan. And I think that will bring kind of hope, mm -hmm. you know, to our Finding More family. Definitely. You know, in that situation. So I, again, want to thank you for sharing your story. Oh, you I know it's going to bless people. I know it's not an easy story to share. Mm -hmm. um, one last thought with kind of the, the listeners. What would you say is your final 
moving forward moment with mm -hmm. peace with the situation? Mm -hmm. I would like to say what gave me peace more than anything was the fact that through my infertility, I found Jesus. Amen. Um, he loves me more than I can comprehend what love means. He loves me. Mm -hmm. He was with me, is with me, every step I take. Every tear I cry, everything that happens he collects my tears, mm -hmm. he wipes my tears, we get up and we go on. Right. I trust him. I trust him. Um, that's something that has to mature. Mm -hmm. I believe that he's going to use this journey. Absolutely. He has used this journey, he is using this journey for me. Um, God has a plan for all of us. Um, we're going to question along the way. Yeah. Am I doing things right? Did I miss something? He's, he's very good at when we veer off track to get us back on track. Right. He's faithful, thank God. But he's, he's wonderful. But he uh, likes to minister to me through music. Mm-hmm. And I know when I dealt with my second miscarriage, Anchor Holds, that was a beautiful yeah. song. I love that song. And that was written by a man whose wife had a miscarriage. Mm. The anchor does hold. It does hold. But lately, the Lord's brought me the Jeremy Camp Story, Story's Not Over yep. CD. I love it. I love it. It's, it's a bunch of praise and worship in there. It's, it's upbeat. It's wonderful, and he has a song in there, Out of My Hands. And in the song, there's a line in there that trusting in you is a treasure. Mm. Wow, that's really good. And it is. Yeah. It's a treasure because even going through... Uh, trials and tribulations today I know right now we're dealing with COVID-19 we're dealing with a lot of things going on but I haven't been nervous or scared really because my trust is in Jesus and I'm okay I'm gonna be okay regardless of what he, my future holds right he carries us through all of those trials right for a purpose for a purpose and uh, it, it is true what doesn't kill us kills kill us makes us stronger and right. and it is a maturity it, it is a walk it's a relationship like none other mm -hmm. none other I'm not telling you that my pain has totally gone away as today you've seen tears I mean this is a uh, a companion that has been with me for many many years and the devil definitely likes to use it but it's 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 an emotion that that is raw yeah. and uh, one thing that I would like to say is that I found myself not too long ago uh, when preachers would talk about um, 
Jesus will never let you down. Mm -hmm. He will never disappoint you. And I found myself sitting there after all this maturity. He did let me down. He did disappoint me. And I thought, whew, this is, this, is not, this is not right thinking. I shouldn't, right. as a Christian, I shouldn't think this way. I know better. Didn't take that feeling away. It was there. Right. So I found myself praying to him one night. And it just rolls out. You did disappoint me. You did let me down. And I thought, what? <laughs> what? What are you saying? You can't say this to God. I mean, remember in Job when he, when he uh, finally gets tired of hearing all their whining right. and complaining and, and wondering what, why this happened. He finally tells them, I don't answer to you guys. Right. I am God. You weren't there when I created all this. You don't know my plan. So I quickly, after those words came out of my mouth, uh, praised him for who he was, acknowledged him as the creator, that he didn't need my permission to do anything, and right. that, that we were good. But I found in releasing that to him that he drenched me yeah. in his love. And it was like there was a wall mm -hmm. there between us that I really was holding something back. And it was, I was mad at him. Right. And you had to let him know that. And I had to admit it to but myself and, and to him. I had to say it. And I believe with all my heart that he knew this. Mm -hmm. He. I don't know how long <laughs> he knew it, but he knew it. Right. And he knew that for us to go forward and to give me some closure with this. So you had to release it. I had to release it yeah. to him. I mean, he wants everything. He wants your good, your bad, your ugly. Mm -hmm. And I found such comfort in being able to just let go of that. Yeah. Because it's out in the open now. And the devil can't use it against me. So, and I think you sharing that will be a huge encouragement to people mm -hmm. that it, it's okay just to lay it all out on the wrong. table. And I think that will help them kind of move, move forward. forward. You know, which is kind of what this is all about: right. is how do we move forward from right. these things? So, again, thank you for sharing your story today. Um, we'd love to hear from you mm -hmm. at Finding the More Family. You can visit us on our website findingthemore.org and that will connect mm -hmm. you to all of our social platforms. So God bless. From all of us here at Finding the More Ministries, we'd like to thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you've enjoyed today's podcast, tell a friend about it and make sure that you click the subscribe button. If you were blessed by today's podcast, would you faithfully consider making a donation to Finding the More Ministries? Your donation will help us to continue providing encouragement through blogs, podcasts, and Bible studies. You can donate by visiting our website at www.findingthemore.org and simply clicking on the Donate button. Through our secure site, you can make a one-time donation or you can become a monthly more partner and help others find the more in their relationship with Jesus. Thank you for your prayers and consideration to this ministry. 
And may God bless you is our prayer.